Blog Talk Radio. Here on February 6th, February 06, 2019. You know, there's a, a quote I see on social media all the time. It's from Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou. And it goes like this. Here it is. People will forget what you did. You know what? The, somebody's uh, got a terrible line, and they're screwing up the show already. Okay? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to put everybody on hold till, except for Jerry. Till I get my intro out. Okay, I mean, I have to ruin the show every time for these technical problems. And I'm paying for it, okay? Anyway, let's go back to Maya Angelou. She says, people are going to forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. You know what? Everybody repeats it all the time, but I've never found it to be true. It might sound kind of profound, but I'll bet that if people gave it just a little bit of thought before they repeated it mindlessly, they'd know that it's nonsense. How many times, let me ask you, have you heard someone say something like, I hate that guy, and you ask him why? Does the other person say, oh, I don't know. I just don't feel good around them. No, that's not what they do. They say, do you know what he said to me? Do you know what he did to me? He stabbed me in the back or he lied to me. And then they tell their story. Okay, they remember what the other guy did. So Maya Angelou, she's totally wrong. And I'm calling on you people out there now to comment when you see that quote on Twitter or Facebook or wherever, and ask the people who post it if they forget the bad things people do to them, and they just hate people for no reason at all. No, I remember, and they remember, okay? Although sometimes I have to ask Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? This is the recruiting animal that while you're on the speakerphone still, right? No, took it, it off. terrible. It conked out part way. No, I, that was me. That yeah, was me. Yeah, I was you. Like a, okay, yeah. yeah. Well, I, was I'm eating, gonna just, I was eating some pistachios. What? Right, you, you is, came is in a your bit too soon. Phone? I thought I had another 30 seconds, and I had to swallow up practically a handful <laughs> of pistachios, and I'm like, ugh. Oh my gosh! And I, I, you know, I executed as as well as I could under well, the, look where under the emergency circumstances. He sacrifices health for you, animal. Could have killed myself. Yeah. Hey, hey, Kathy, I heard that you're not so Hi, healthy Kathy. anymore. It was a miracle that you took a shower by yourself the other day. Is that true? I know. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Why can't you get real? Come on already. You've been sick too long. No. It's so Stop rare what I have. They don't know what to do. I have someone calling me from Australia on Monday. 
on a research project about it. It's okay. very we'll rare. Talk, we'll get back to you later. Look, I got to yeah. introduce the guest, okay? The show's, okay. you know, it's going downhill. But I, first, I want to thank the sponsors. I'm not going to thank Larry for that. I mean, Jerry for that okay. shout. Maybe I'll start calling him Larry. Like I don't even know who he is. Okay. But I Maybe. got sponsors. Hire Tool, H I R E T U A L, the super. Who's whose line is so terrible? Is it the guest? Not me. Somebody's line is screwing things up. Uh I'll I'll introduce the 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 the, the sponsors later. Uh, Rockstar Finder at Rockstar Finder T. You know what? We, our guest today is a guy named Ro- Robert Smith. He's got a business called RockstarFinder.com, but his Twitter address is Rockstar Finder T. Why? What's the T for? What? <clears throat> Excuse me. Are you asking me? Yeah, you're there. You're the guy. Oh, what do you? What's the pro? The what's the T for? Well, first of all, Animal, thank you for having me. And I must say that so far, it's been an absolute pleasure. So far. <laughs> Good. The T is for Twitter. It's Rockstar Finder's Twitter page. That's stupid. Okay, take it out. Put something else in there. You know, put your birth okay. gear or something like that. But that's ridiculous. It's terrible. I I I I, I got to tell you. Or put Rockstar Finder 2016 or whatever year you founded the business. This is ridiculous because I know there's other Rockstar Finders. Maybe, you know, Rockstar Finder Vanilla is gone, okay? Take my advice. Okay. I'm going okay. to have you... to agree with Animal here. It's rare, but I'm 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 with him. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, Who's on the speakerphone, Animal? Before, before you even get uh, into this, you've got to solve this problem here. Oh, I think that's Phil in London. No, it isn't. Let me see. You know what? Everybody's <laughs> off. Everybody is off except, okay, Area 210. Who's that, Michael J. Cox? He's not on. Yes, I am. Come on Mike. now. Yeah, you're on He's now. Always what, on. Mike. Okay, I just so called. Is Jerry, who's open is here? Almost nobody's open. Oh, no, almost everybody's open. Okay, I'm going to close some people. 619 is your partner. Should I leave him open? Robert Smith? No. I'm not his partner. I'm not his partner. <laughs> well, that's Whatever you, you just did okay. solved it. No, it didn't. Okay. So anyway, you've also got on LinkedIn that you're you're with a, a a recruiter. You're a recruiter with a Paul Edwards company, but the website's right. no longer active. Are you still with them? Right. Well, the Paul website's Edward down. Was, yeah, Paul Edward is no longer in existence. That was our recruiting firm before we went into software. Well, why don't you say you're no longer with them? Why is it still active? Why is what still active? On your LinkedIn profile, you're still in present. You're at Paul Edwards. You're not there. It doesn't exist. Technically, the corporation does still exist. Is that guy, I mean, I, is that not, Paul Edwards really... on the line? Paul Edwards is We're on not... the line, right? Okay, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna run through your history. Is you've only been in recruiting since 2016? Am I right? Yes or no? No. When did you get in recruiting? When did I actually start a recruiting company, or how long have I been recruiting? Well, I've I looked at everything else. No, you were a general manager. Let me just review this guy's history. You were a general manager at a machine rental company. You were a general manager at a golf course. You were a VP of sales for a painting company. You were a partner at an office furniture company, and you owned a cell phone store. When were you recruiting? Hmm. 
my entire life. I've been recruiting. <laughs> I started my first business at 21. I recruited yeah. a guy from New Jersey from the largest cellular one company to come to my agency in Florida. And we grew uh-huh. and exited that. I sold the Fox Communications. So I've been recruiting okay. since I'm 21 years old. Uh-huh. Okay, but as a professional recruiter, you've only been doing it for what? I mean, I'm sorry. There's a difference Uh, between recruiting and hiring, isn't there? Um, Well, if you're placing an ad and people are applying, I would say that's hiring. If you're recruiting, you're going after somebody. Okay. I like the distinction. Back to you. Okay, so – so you recruited, though, professionally for how long? A year or two years? How long have you been in the software business? It was about two years that we recruited when we realized that there wasn't a very good solution that was a single solution for everything that a recruiter needed. So when I started with my partner, Randy, not Paul, Randy, we had been re- doing recruiting our whole lives. He had uh, – both my partners, by the way, have had – 50 plus million dollar exits in software. So when we first started, we uh, started oh, recruiting top talent. We, what? Your partners, what? 50 million dollars in say what? Both I of my that. partners have had both of my partners have had exits in software to the tune of 50 million. Exits, Jerry. Exits. exits. They've software. left their previous. They've left their it? previous companies with 50 million bucks. Okay, okay. That's, that's, exciting. that's exciting. First of all, what does this Rockstar Finder do before you tell us the story? What does it do? What is it? Okay, so when we first started out recruiting, we did everything that everybody else is doing. We bought a seat on LinkedIn Recruiter. We bought a popular CRM. We subscribed to a popular ATS. We installed five or six Chrome extensions. We used other search tools. And guess how much all of that cost us per month? A lot. I don't even know what the number is, but it was a lot. So my two partners, Randy and Frederick, who both have had software companies, set out to build a better system. And we only first started with a search tool. It was called Ecruit. And we haven't stopped improving the platform since. In December, we released our version 3.0, which is a search tool, an ATS, a CRM, and a seek tool, which goes out and gets more contact information. That sounds okay. cool. And- Oh, and it's free. One quick, one quick, one quick uh, interjection here. If you don't yeah. solve the audio problems on this call, your your sponsors are probably going to demand a refund. You know, Stop Jerry. If I know what, Jerry. I think you're right, but I think it's the guest. Okay, well, Phil, are you area code five six one? I'm area code five six one. Not Phil. I mean Robert. Are you five six one? I am. Yes. Okay, I'm going to put well, you on hold for a like second. A, like a Did it go away? Or yeah, I mean, it's him. <laughs> is it? No, it's not him. No, I don't know what it is. Him. No, it's still there. I don't, I don't know what to do. I've got – okay, Phil, I'm going to close. Maybe it's Animal Phone. Area code 305 was closed. I'm going to close 305. Close Jerry them is all over. real quick. No, I'm going to close yeah, you, close Jerry. And see, let's see what happened with Jerry, okay? I'm going to close Jerry. Michael J. Cox, is it still there? Yeah. Yes. You know what? There's hey, a snowstorm hey, here. Hey, Animal, Maybe close, that... close yours. Okay. Close mine. And I'll keep... All right. Hello, hello. Oh, it's you. <laughs> it... Well, I still kind of hear it a little bit. Yeah. 
I, I don't know. There's something weird, but I, I I turned it off and I came back and it's still there. I don't know how to get rid of it. Sorry, sorry everybody. Okay, let's get the show okay, on the road. I'll stop okay. Complaining. I'll stop complaining. Yeah, let's I'm get just the show an expert the in that area. I'm sorry, it really bugs me. Yeah, yeah I can bugs me too. But I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Okay, so Robert Robert Smith, let's get back to you. I'll have to edit all this stuff out of the, the final version. Okay, Robert Smith. Robert Smith! Yes. Wake here. up, okay? Wake up! Wake up! I'm waiting for the words after Robert Smith. Okay, tell <laughs> us about what else you want to tell us about the software. Come on. Or your partner can talk. What's his name? Oh, I, his name is Randy. I don't know. Randy, you're welcome to speak up. Your partner's kind of slow on the the draw, okay? So (laughs) fill in for him anytime, please. Have we gotten to a topic yet? I don't. He's going to tell us about his. his, I just want to give him a chance to tell us about his software, and then we'll talk about recruiting. Sorry, Kathy. Sounds great. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Robert Smith or Randy, you want to tell us, or I'm going to stop talking about your software. I'm giving you a chance to plug it, okay? Okay. So what would you like me to tell you about our software? We are a Don't ask me! This is your chance to do your elevator pitch! Come on! (laughs) I was told before I came on the show I was not allowed to do an elevator pitch. Okay, but you're in business. I I changed my mind. You're in business. I figured you'd be ready. You're dying to tell us about how great your software is and why people should use it for free. Okay. Rockstarfinder.com for free. I'm selling the number one. uh, Come on. It's free. Okay. Why else should they use it? This is is a global free ad. I mean, this is all the way on the other side of the ocean. People are going to listen to this. Global. I understand. All right, so let me tell you what our search tool does. Our search tool from the very beginning will allow you to search for both clients and candidates using criteria-matched words. You can view keywords. You can exclude words, kind of like a – almost like a Boolean search tool, but it's not using Boolean search. We're using APIs to connect to our, all of our um, database partners. So we're not scraping any pages. We're not going to LinkedIn only. We are getting information from database partners. So let me explain that a little bit. How long have you guys been recruiting? Over 30 years? There's, there's like no. a thousand combined years of recruiting on this call. <laughs> Get to the point. Okay. All right. Awesome. So what did you do before LinkedIn existed? How did you recruit? Call people. LinkedIn, I mean, LinkedIn was... LinkedIn started in 2002. That's 17 years ago. Every recruiter out there thinks that the only source of information is LinkedIn. And I'm here to tell you that that's not true. For example, if you stalked an ex-girlfriend. Nobody nobody thinks that. I'd I'd fix that part of your elevator page. Yeah. Just keep going. Don't let them stop you. You're finally on a roll, okay? I don't want any silent spots, okay? Please, just keep talking. Okay. And you're right. He's right. People focus on LinkedIn. Not everybody's smart like Jerry or Michael G. Cox. They don't know where else to go, okay? LinkedIn's number one. I'm going to concede that. People are buying a LinkedIn-upgraded version so that they can search LinkedIn, and that's what they're using for the majority of their source. But – 
if you were to stalk an ex-girlfriend and you did a background search on them, what would you get? You'd get their phone numbers. You'd get their email addresses. Our <laughs> software works like a background search. I'd like to know how to do that, actually. Is it like true, is it true people search or something like that? There are tons of data sources. Okay. Like what? Right? Give us, tell us some. Give us some samples. Tell us. Every, every, every company that you – just do a little background search and see how many companies are collecting data on people. Like Zabba Search? Like Zabba Search and, and people, uh, all those old uh, search engines for people? They don't give yeah, phone there's numbers. Tiffle, there's a million of them that are indexing. They don't give phone numbers and home addresses. That they don't give personal contact information. You're totally yes, wrong. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Okay. You're totally wrong. I can get job skill sets. I can get past job employment history. I can get your phone number, your address. I can get your relatives. I can get your everything, your, the property value you have, everything. And who, so, what political you really party you donated to? Can you really get my old girlfriend's phone number for me? <laughs> I mean, for somebody. I already, for somebody. Have, it. I already have it. You know? Why would you need that with your beautiful wife? Now, just. Animal, <laughs> could you please uh, uh, edit that out at the end of the show? <laughs> she owes me yeah. some money. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know Jerry Cleman was your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jerry Cleman with a K. Rip me off. Keep going, Robert. Robert, you're picking up speed. We're we're getting interested. Keep talking. Okay. I, I, I'm happy to talk about a million subjects. I'll talk about artificial intelligence and its misuse in, the, in this industry. Would you like to talk Go about ahead. that? Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. All right. And I know that, Jerry, you're into technology, so you should be able to confirm all of this. So most software that's out there is algorithmic, meaning it processes data. It's storing and processing data in different tables. So you can recall information. Artificial intelligence is something altogether different. And here's a really simple example of how artificial intelligence works. Because I heard this come up in a conversation in a different show that you did, and nobody was really defining it very well. In fact, you seem, Animal, you seem frustrated with the, the explanation. So I'm going to try and make Absolutely. it Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Okay. And it is a very difficult subject to discuss because everybody's Get to throwing it. a term around. Get to it. Okay. I, I'm going. All right. So artificial intelligence is learned information that allows the computer to make its own decisions based on its experience. Everything else is just processing. So when a company suggests that their software, for example, were to learn from your inputs when you put in whatever criteria and then it's going to give you results back, that isn't AI. That's just processing. I'm going to give you the perfect example of what AI is. Netflix uses AI. So when you watch a movie, they make a digital note about the movie you watched, and based on millions of other users, they know what people who watch that movie also like these movies, and they suggest them to you. But if you don't pick one from the list, it eventually drops off the list, and they make another recommendation to you until eventually you select something. And that's where algorithmic uh, software ends and AI begins for them because it doesn't, doesn't just give you suggestions. It keeps recommending different things over and over. And so so let me come in. How's that going to be? How does that figure in recruiting? So if you choose one candidate, they say you might like this person as well. Is that what you're talking about? 
no. What I'm trying to say is AI really isn't being implemented at all in our industry. It's being – the data is being collected right now, but it takes a long, long time for that data to actually function. As an example, you're all familiar with IBM Watson. So that was an idea in 2004, and in 2008 it competed on Jeopardy. But when it did that, it had access to 200 million pages of structured and unstructured data. That was four terabytes of storage at the time. So that information takes time to accumulate, index, and utilize. So if anybody's saying they're using AI for recruiting right now, they're not really using AI. They may be gathering that information so they can use AI in the future. Okay, so you're not using AI either. You're not using AI. We are collecting data that will enable us to AI functions in the future. And that's okay, let me ask you something. I, can I ask a real quick question? I, I was yeah, asked Kathy, your, do... your voice, your sound is way better than usual. Uh, you might not oh. be healthy, but you sound great. Thank you. Go ahead. Um, early, well, a few years ago, I'm not going to say who I was working for, but I was asked to uh, run a very extensive AI background check, not a background check, but information gathering on candidates. And I actually uh, left that that job because I felt it was a true invasion of privacy. I mean, they wanted me to find out what sport the candidate was into in, in grade three. Um, you know, just, <laughs> just very, very detailed um, things about a candidate that I, I honestly felt the employer had no right to know. So where do you draw the line on this whole AI bit? It, it really left a bitter taste in my mouth. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you how AI could apply to our industry, even though it's not really being utilized. Hello? I'm sorry. Yeah, keep going. So let's say, let's say you used a tool, any tool, whether it's my tool or not. You used a tool to find somebody, and you were looking for a chief operating officer. And the skills that chief operating is, you know, leadership, uh, you know, organization, whatever the skills are. So it starts accumulating data on what a CEO, what I say, a COO or CEO, what, what skills a CEO has. But here's where AI can come in. It's not going to recommend other CEOs that have those skills. That's just algorithmic. AI can do this. It'll eventually say, well, wait a minute. Over the last 13 years, 40 CEOs of hospitals were previously nurses that ran nursing homes for five years or more. So okay, let's that makes sense. Look at those that, people. That makes sense. But this was an actual question. Find out what sport these people are into. Yeah, but hold on, Kathy, 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 Kathy. That's not AI. That's a background check, like he was talking no, about. No, 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 no. It was Robert. one of the first AI searches that was worked on. And okay, but Robert, can a background check get the information that Kathy's talking about? A background check can get that kind of information, yeah. Really? It really so, depends so, on it really depends on what's existing in the database. Some people lay low and you can't find anything about them. And some people there's a lot of information about them. It really depends on the person. So so how come there's not a lot of classes? How come SourceCon isn't teaching classes and doing background checks? I've never seen that advertised. Is anybody else? No. But you're because saying you're it's not the really ideal 
Go ahead. I'm not saying that you're doing background checks. What I'm saying is you're using the same data sources that background check companies would use. Yeah. So if I knew how to do a great background check, I'd be a fantastic recruiter or sourcer because I can get, like what Kathy said, all kinds of information, even irrelevant you, stuff, right? No, Absolutely could use that as information. It should be expensive. You cannot, you Hold cannot on. Somebody else that. wants to say something. Who's that talking there? Yeah. Who's this that? Is Phil. This is Phil from London. Okay, what did you uh, want to say? Okay, first of all, I just want to say I'm not sure what direction this show is going, but I'm not really feeling it at the moment. So, let's, let's, you know, let's get some actual direction. What are we, what are we I like doing? it, Phil. Sorry, Phil. I like it. He's what? talking about search, online search. Yeah. Well, but so, you tell us, what do you want to say? Yeah, I've got a couple of questions. But firstly, um, Rockstar Finder, are you saying that you are – connecting to other databases of information in order to do these searches and these are databases of background checks yeah uh first part of that's right i am connecting to other sources of information but they're not background checks i'm using background checks you guys are getting confused because i use background checks as an example of how okay. you can get data about people without so what are these sources what are these other sources of information that you're connecting to well, there are tons of different sources. I, I can't tell you what my sources are, but there are many sources of information out there. You know that if you're doing Boolean searches, correct? Name You'll one. You'll see all the results that Thank come you. up. So what you're saying is Google, just doing a search on Google. No, not at all. Google can you, probably can you at least YouTube. give us one bone, like maybe just name one? Thank one you. of our sources or a source in general? One of yours. I, no, I won't do that. What about a generic example of one of yours? So you don't have to be naked. Okay, there's GitHub, there's, there's Stack Overflow, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of uh, social uh, uh, networking sites that are specific to certain professions mm -hmm. that we don't uh, go to all the time. Like doctors have their own. I can't remember the but, name of but it. What, but are, what am I learning? You're what talking about learning What are we learning here that we don't already know? Well, he's saying that What's for free, you could use his search engine, and it'll give you easy access to all those other sites. That's what he's telling us. I didn't know that before. And does he okay? have consent? Does he have consent as part of his system to give access to all of this data? How's he getting consent? Yeah. That's your GDPR right influence in you. We don't have that over here, man. It's yeah, still a free country. <laughs> Yeah, you well, do. Well, let, me, let me address that, if you don't mind. We actually, Our platform is only available for U.S. and Canada users at this time. We're doing a mirrored site that will be GDPR compliant, supposed to be released at the end of next year. Okay. All right. And the information so, that you'll get after that will be female in Europe account executive. Well, yeah. you know that you know that you have equivalent <laughs> GDPR privacy regulations in the U.S. that are coming now. We'll see. I, don't, I, I do not doubt that. Okay, okay. So I'm going to do an ad. I'm going to do an ad, everybody. Hey, Recruiting Animal here for Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. You know what Honeit is? It's phone interview technology. It records your interviews, and it turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips. What's going on? It's, it's, time, to, it's time to pull the plug on this thing, man. No, no, I'm going to keep going. You can, no can, you can hang up. You can hang up. Phil can I hang might. up. I don't care. I'm going to finish this show.
I'm going to finish the show, okay? I'm, no, I'm enjoying it. Okay, this Robert guy's better than I expected, okay? Yeah. But I want to tell you. I You've got some very low expectations, man. I want to tell you about You, you know what? You're just resistant to learning new information because you think most recruiters think they know everything that's out there, and that's simply he, not hold true. Hold on. What, no, Robert, what he's saying is you're not telling him anything new. He says you're not telling him anything new. I'll defend him on that, okay? I just find it I should forward him my code, and he should look and see how my software works. Okay, no, here's a question for you before I do this ad. You know, everybody's afraid. LinkedIn is is tracking all the guys, all those, all the uh, – all the search engines that are going into their data. Does your data exactly. not go into LinkedIn? Can you ex- explain that to us when I come back from the ad? What's this big scare that LinkedIn is kicking off guys like you from checking out their data? I'm going to be back in a second. But first I want to do this ad for my good friends at Honeit. It's phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation. Quickly hear it. The motivation yeah, personality. I love that. Yeah, yeah, the personality and the enthusiasm that you as a recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, you know what it speaks? It speaks volumes. And you can't get that you from a resume that. or a dry a dry report. <laughs> I know you agree with me, Jerry. So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a candidate, share some of that sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. And finally, let me tell you, if you like to read better than listen, it automatically turns the whole interview into a transcript as well that you can search for keywords, et cetera, et cetera. That that puts me over the top right there. Okay. Honeit. Okay. So let's go back to our friend Robert. What's the big scare about LinkedIn uh, and the search engines that uh, do searches on LinkedIn. Okay, so I believe all of this started with the GDPR changes and LinkedIn being a global company has to comply. So what's going on is they are – scraping isn't illegal. There's been lawsuits. Nobody gets prosecuted. But when you signed up for your LinkedIn account, you signed a term of agreement, a terms of service agreement. In there, it says any kind of abuse that you, your personal account is doing, they can shut you down. So when you say LinkedIn is booting guys like me or software companies like me, first of all, it's not me because we aren't scanning LinkedIn or scraping LinkedIn. But those who are, are not getting booted. It's not the company, it's the user because they're registering the user account. And when you abuse your user account, you're getting shut down. So, but why is why? But why is the these scrapers? Why are they abusing their accounts? Like, uh, how how does that abuse the account? Because there's lots of people saying they're going into LinkedIn jail all the time now. Yeah, because you're pilfering information that's withheld within their site. So they own that information. When you upload your personal profile, it's now their information. Okay, so you're but, so, so you're, you're going to you're alternate databases. You're, you're going to alternate databases, not LinkedIn, and you're saying that the same information is available elsewhere, or is it just you know, other information, but not necessarily a direct parallel? It is not necessarily a direct parallel. There may be matches. and If you do a search on our tool and there is a LinkedIn profile for somebody, there's a link to go to the LinkedIn profile, but it didn't scrape or scan that profile uh-huh. until you click okay. on it, and then you go into the profile. 
Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about? Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about your tool? We've talked about the search aspect. Anything else you want to tell us? Right. Well, there's a very, the, the key behind this and the reason we started with this was that we felt all the solutions out there and there's some great solutions out there are very sophisticated and complicated. They're more, if you're spending more time trying to figure out how to use your software than actually using it, you made a purchasing mistake. So our plan was to build something very simplistic, very easy, but powerful, something that you could use quickly, easily, daily, and monitor all your activities. So our search tool was what we started with. Now it has an integrated basic ATS and CRM. So you can keep all your information, all your activities in there. You, we haven't released this yet, but it'll be released next week. We'll be able to text directly from the candidate profile screen. You'll be able to send them an email directly from there. You'll be able to make a phone call directly from the platform. So there's lots of things changing. This first so your user proposition three. is simplicity. Uh, this is for, for people who just want it easy. They don't want a, something they, they can customize to suit their own personal needs. They want, you know, so they want you to set a process up for them, and they're willing to go with it as long as they don't have to think about it too much. Is that right? Sim- yes, simplicity and integration. You don't have to worry about mapping fields or integrating to an ATS. It's all on one platform. Okay. Anything else we should discuss about your tool? before we go into other recruiting issues? Uh, Well, you did mention that it's free, and there is a free version. The free version just has some limitations. So, for example, if you use the free version, you you can put uh, 100 candidates in the system. If you need to go up from there, you can pay for the version. 100 candidates is nothing, I mean, for a recruiter. So there really isn't a free version. There's a free test for your 100 candidates, but it's not free. Is that what you're saying? Well, if you really wanted to do it, do you use MailChimp? No. I use MailChimp. Do you ever use MailChimp? If you use MailChimp, you get a free account forever, but you can only have 5,000 people on your list. So what did uh-huh. I do for two years when I was using it? i delete the list and upload a new list. So technically, if somebody wanted to fly on, a, on our software for free forever, they could. They just have to delete Canada. And, and do, you have, uh, customers? do you have many customers? Are these all recruiters or in-house recruiters? Got any testimonials? Sure, go to our website. There's testimonials on the site. Okay. Okay. So testimonials are like everything else. Okay, we're going to ask yeah, some other yeah. type of recruiting questions. Listen, a, a woman left a, 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 a question on uh, my Facebook group uh, just today. She said, "Look, one of my clients added a section to the offer letter requesting employees to take a polygraph check." On demand, okay? It's a financial company, a financial tech company with offices around the world. They're not a two-bit operation. And uh, the candidates don't like it. What should she as a recruiter do? What would you do, Robert, if your client company said, I'm putting it in writing on the offer that the candidate has to take a polygraph check before uh, the offer is complete? What would you say? So this is before they've even brought the candidate to them. This is that's the signing of the agreement stage. That that's well, you 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 know it going in that they're going to put it in writing. If the candidate says I'm taking the job, that means they have to accept a a, a lie detector test as well. Okay, so then the real problem is expressing all of your clients' information, everything that you know about the process to your candidate, because it shouldn't be now after you've signed an agreement. 
worrying about whether the candidate's going to be okay with that. You reach out to okay. the candidate, and in the very beginning, when you're describing it, you explain that they're going to require this. If it's a problem, let me okay. know. And what if the candidate? What if the candidate gets kind of cold feet? Uh, I, I don't want to take a, a lie detector test. I'm not a criminal. What? What's? What would you say? What if you're losing then all your candidates because they? What? I'm a huge believer in things are uh, things happen for a reason. And if the candidate is backing out at the last minute because they don't want to do a lie detector test, then they're not a good fit. Period. Michael G. Cox. Would you agree with him on that, or would you just say that a normal person does not want to take a, a lie detector test, even if they're not uh, guilty of anything? It, it, the thing is, okay, if she's a corporate recruiter and there's no way that the company that she works for is going to stop demanding and requiring that, then, yeah, she needs to move on and go find a candidate that – Meets all the requirements. And if you're a third-party recruiter, you just have to dump that client. If you're a third-party recruiter, you just have to dump that client. Or cover it up front. If you can't dump the client uh, or don't want to, then you have to cover. You have to mention that at the beginning of your conversation, so that you're not having this fo- this person drop off. Three weeks deep into conversation, you know what? Kathy, are you still here? Them a reason why. Kathy, you still why with would us? You even consider dumping? Go ahead. She, I was going to say, why would you even consider suggest that you drop the client? Why would you drop the client because of a crisis? Because you, know, you might not be able to get. get you might, might not be able to get any good candidates. You might not be able to get any good candidates who want to take a lie detector test. You guys seem to think it's not a big deal. Okay. I think what about it, it is a Mike, big deal, but if you can't if you can't get around it and you can't walk away from that client, then you've got to make sure and cover that up front. You're just going to have to have a much wider funnel at the top. It, okay. Is that a reasonable and customary practice within that industry? I don't know. I, I don't know. If well, it is, we then find that out, please, first. Before we go firing yeah. any customers. Okay. What about the brain teaser questions, Robert? You know, why is a tennis ball fuzzy? Is that a legitimate question for an interview? Yes, absolutely. I used to use a, a question that I read one time that was a great question. It was when I was in the I was in the office furniture business. I had built from zero. I had built to the eleventh largest office furniture dealer in southeastern United States. And one of the questions I used to ask my salespeople was what is the most expensive thing that you've purchased in the last year that isn't a car or a home? And the purpose behind the question was pretty simple. It was to find out what they thought was expensive. So if they told me they bought a watch for 200 bucks, they're going to have a hard time selling somebody $150,000 worth of office furniture. So little questions like that can give you insight into what kind of person they are, how their lives have been so far. Yeah, I love little questions like that. I like psychological questions. Really? Did anybody Did your, your your question? A bag of Go weed. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're in Southeast okay. Florida. So you're, yeah, you're right. It would have should have been cocaine. Yeah. Canada. If someone answers the question, I bought a printer for three hundred pounds, year whatever dollars. What what is your conclusion then? My conclusion then is they would have a hard time convincing somebody that they should spend a thousand dollars on a chair. What? So what what's, you, what's the cutoff point? How do you can come because to that? Because they think three hundred dollars is a lot of money. 
No, that's the third most expensive oh. thing they bought. You don't know how much money they, they can only buy what they can afford. It doesn't tell you what they can sell. Yeah, the, the correlation they have so much is money on their Mercedes that they could only buy a cheap printer. So now they can't <laughs> sell furniture. Uh, yeah, the correlation. You can pick the you can pick the example apart all you want. The point is, it's an example of a psychological question that allows you to evaluate the person. You got a better one. Okay. Every question doesn't have to be about the job. <laughs> but I got to tell you something. Uh, I, I actually I find it interesting your your question. But that's not a teaser. That's not a brain teaser. That's just going into their database from uh, this year and seeing what they bought. Asking why a ten- tennis ball is fuzzy or how many you know, golf balls it would take to fill up the moon. You want to go abstract, yeah. don't you, animal? Those are yeah. different. Well, in, those instance, in those instances, yeah. they're just looking for a reaction. They're looking at how people deal under pressure. I mean, there's always a reason for a question or they don't ask it. So you want to yeah. see, is this guy going to sweat bullets? He doesn't know how to answer the question. Why is the tennis ball fuzzy? Okay, or is well, he going to come up with some salesman answer? There, there was a, there was a psychological uh, study done on people who like those kind of questions. And the people who actually yeah. like those brain teasers, <laughs> they're, shown, they're shown to be narcissistic, sadistic, and <laughs> less socially competent. Okay? People who ask those questions, they, they like to see the candidate squirm and suffer. Okay? That's what the, 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 the research has shown. I just wanted to know. Okay? They're, they're, I want you to know that. Okay? Um, okay. Okay. Narcissistic. You, you, do, you, you, do, you do those? Narcissistic, sadistic, and, and less so, so incompetent socially. Well, no, the, I do those questions, but I don't think that makes me narcissistic. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> You'll find another study that says it doesn't. Better, better why do you better ask bring out uh, a uh, new question? Phil, Phil, why do you ask those stupid questions? I want to know. Tell us why. Well, well, firstly, I don't think they're stupid. And, and what do you mean by a stupid question? I mean, what, what, do you, what in your book is a stupid how, how does question? That relate to, how does that relate to somebody's uh, skill, uh, I mean, on, on the job? Tell us. Explain. Why do you ask I, that question? I think Robert's already answered that question. It's not what the question is. It's how they respond to that question. It's how they respond to something they're not ex- expecting, and it's how they deal with it. So it's how they cope with pressure. This guy you know, sounds like John Lennon. Just had to throw that tell in. Tell us one of the questions that you ask. Tell us one of the questions. Um, I don't have any of the Give me a minute. I'll come back to you. Carry on the conversation. Okay. I'm going to do an ad. I'm going to do an ad for, for my sponsors who, who the guest today competes with. Okay. PC <laughs> Recruiter. Okay, remember the television, uh, it's recruiting animal here, by the way, for PC Recruiter. Remember that TV commercial with Victor Kayam? I think some of you are going to remember. And he, it's a, for the Remington Electric Shaver. He said, I liked it so much, I bought the company. Uh, well, here's what, you, anybody remember that one? Okay, here's what yep. Martin Snyder, the boss over at PC Recruiter, said the other day. He said, PC Recruiter has on-staff web designers that do top-shelf work and you know what? He said, I married one of them. They're so good, he married one of them. Okay? Now, that's even more of a commitment than buying a company, if you ask me. And what prompted that <laughs> What prompted that answer? Somebody posted a question on Facebook. They were looking for a recruiting software that could post jobs to two separate career sites 
that are uh, belonging to two different companies from one ATS. And he said PC Recruiter can not only do that, they will do it cheaper than any other provider. And that's because they have those on-staff web designers who do top-shelf work. And one of them is his wife. So if you're a recruiter, go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. And here's why. PC Recruiter loves you. Don't forget it. Back to the guest today. Um, well, to or, or Phil? Um, Phil, are you, Phil, do you have yeah. – are you ready now? Yeah. So Phil, I'll, are you uh, ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Go ahead. So, uh, What's the question? Uh, you, oh. I'll say – uh, here's a bunch of them. Are you a dog or a cat person? Are you a tea or a coffee person? What's 57 divided by 3? Are you a Towie or only way is just that? This won't mean anything to you. These are television programs that people have got a yeah. preference. So yeah. those are the kind of questions that I'll throw. By the way, what's 57 by, divided by 3? No, no, no checking. I don't know. 20? <laughs> 20 and keep the change. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know what? That that arithmetic question, it's the closest one that comes to the brain teaser. The others, though, are just uh, you're looking for their you know, cat or dog, you know, tea or coffee. That's a, uh, Maybe you're looking for some kind of psychological a- insight. It doesn't take any brains to, uh, to or, you know, kind of analytic ability to uh, answer those. Although, although, so let me ask I'm you something. I'm awareness. I'm looking for, you know, a bunch of other categories beyond, um, you know, just brain to yeah, if i tell you that i like dogs better than cats does that mean i'm an extrovert as opposed to an introvert or does that no. mean i'm a lonely person does it mean i'm a lonely person who needs the love of an extrovert a dog yeah. to lick me yeah. because yeah. nobody people you're will. a bit more of a control freak you need to you need an animal to control and you need something that's going to give uh whereas you know if you're a cat person you're just impressed by other things how they work and uh, you've got respect for the fact that there are other animals out there that are above you uh-huh. in the food. Yeah, yeah. Let me ask you a question. Do you do you do you check someone's astrological sign as well? Because I think they're just those just as valid as the analysis that you just just made between cat and dog people. I mean, it sounds okay. I, you might get a date with a girl, you know, with that gift of gab, but I don't think it 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 really reveals anything. I might be wrong. I don't know what that would reveal, but I I can feel they are. Um, And then you can throw them with, you know, how they actually understand what it means. And also, if actually the study of astrological signs is effectively the study of, forgive me, but it's, it's the Antichrist. So if you actually believe in star signs, you've got to believe in Christianity. Uh, yeah, I didn't think so. I don't think so because if they, if that uh, astro- astrology pre-exists Christianity, okay? So I don't think that's true. But let's not go into that here, okay? Let's stick, let's stick a little closer to to recruiting, okay? Thank you though, Phil, for those questions. I I found that an interesting uh, aside, okay? Well, what? Well, Phil, let me ask you a question. How do you identify problem solvers? Do you have a specific way to do that, Robert? I just want to follow this up with Phil a bit. Do you have a specific oh, sure. way to identify problem solvers? I'll probably look at the academic studies, you know, and the route that they've took, taken. I mean, I think functionally you can work out in the roles that they've had, whether or not it's a problem-solving role and how they've got on. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. So I'd probably look more at their background 
specifically. And, okay, and there's no specific questions. There's no specific questions you're going to ask them to identify that skill or talent. Would, not particularly, other than the 57 divided by three. Uh huh. What about you, Robert? Do you have a question for problem solvers? Was that ever uh, something on your slate? Well, when I when I interview people, I usually ask them to give me specific examples, not generalized. So give me a very specific example where you were faced with a situation that you had to get done by midnight the next day and how you dealt with it. A very specific example. And if they start telling me, well, I uh, one time I worked on a this and that, and they're not giving me specific, I'm like, that's not the answer. I need a specific, give me a, an exact example. Because the whole point behind psychological interview questions is to determine someone's work ethic and honesty and whether they will lose control or whether they're a, a thief. It's going to pull out little things about people that are not answered in a question about the job. Okay. Y yeah. Uh, well, I have a quick update. I have a quick update from somebody that will probably uh, choose to remain nameless, but they've called into the animal show for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And it's really gone down. And it's really gone downhill. Okay. Area code five one two. What's read that for after the show? Oh uh, no no. I'm I don't sorry. Mind. I don't mind. I like Risk discussing that, stuff that, right right on the day. show. Nobody you know what? To, nobody wants to hear I that. Don't, I don't think it's gone downhill. If they think it's bad, it's always been bad. Okay, you know. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, Jerry. If you think if you agree with them, why don't you help me out here and and help me uh, pick it up if you if you think it's no good, dude. I'm getting old. You are. I don't. You can't even shout at the beginning of the show anymore. Started off with bad technology, bad audio. I, I tuned out, and then I've tuned back in recently, and I'm listening, uh -huh. and I'm hearing, yeah. and I'm 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 liking it. Yeah. So sure whoever are. said that about your show, and I don't even know who would have said something like that. Uh, yeah. Screw okay. You know what? It's a great. Show. That's what most most of the reviews of this show for the last twelve years have been just like that. Okay. So it's not hurting me. Okay. So we're it's <laughs> cons consistency. You can yeah, consistent show, you can I've been consistent on. since day number one, okay? They don't <laughs> like the guests. They don't like me. Everybody likes Jerry better than me, but he doesn't do anything on the show when it's time to yeah, help out. Okay. That. That's, that's not cool. I'm yeah. here nearly every week yeah. and have been. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, Pistachio. back to, to Robert. Robert, Robert. Have you ever taken any yeah. courses on recruiting when you became a professional recruiter in 2016? Did you take any courses? Yeah, I actually trained through the MRI system. Uh-huh. For how long were you with them? How long was I with MRI or how long did I do the training? Oh, the training okay. You like took the week. training. Oh, I thought you trained in-house. So, <laughs> so, so, no, no, I took the person. MRI training. What's that? Yeah. What did you think? How much did it cost you? It didn't cost me anything. I did it with a friend who had a who was an MRI franchisee. Oh, okay. And um, uh, what did I think of it? I, yeah. I I didn't care for it. I didn't care for Why? the system uh, because I'm not the kind of guy who uh, I, I don't believe that you. It's hard for me to say. I don't believe that just making 200 phone calls a day is going to result in something. It's kind of like the old stockbrokers where they just throw them in a room and say, call everybody and see you find somebody who wants to invest. I think that this business is best served targeting people and creating relationships. 
not through mass marketing, blasting out emails, putting on jobs on job posting boards. I honestly believe that recruiting is a skill. It's much like sales, and people are gonna, your clients are going to like you and do business with you because they trust you, not because you made 200 calls that day and you picked up a client. Those are the people that fall through the cracks eventually anyway because you have no relationship. So that's well, really, why not? You, 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 have to get, you have to get a client somehow. What's wrong with making 200 calls? There's nothing wrong with making 200 calls, period. If you're required to make 200 calls a day, they're just not quality calls. You're just doing volume. If that's your, if that's your job, just to make volume calls, I, could, I don't need a recruiter to do that. I could hire a guy in India to do that. Uh-huh. Well, they might not be able to understand him, but well, I we get somebody. Start everybody, everybody has to start with the 200 calls. You can't go right into being a surgical operative. I mean, you have to start with, with the high volume. I disagree. I, I don't think volume helps anybody. I don't yeah, think if you blast no, out 5,000 and hope that you get 200 responses back, and then you narrow them down to five, and then you get one client out of it. I don't think that's a good yeah. business strategy. But you a, a new recruiter is not going to operate with the precision of, a, of an experienced recruiting consultant. You've got you've to gotta sludge through the mud for quite a while before you even know what you're even doing. Well, I Sorry. think that may be the case if you don't have tools in place to help you. And I'm not saying it's my tool. It could be any tool. But if no, you have tools yeah, in I, place I, I that are doing a lot of that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think that you need to sit on the phone and call 200 people a day. You just asked me my opinion of the MRI program, and that's just my opinion. I'm not saying it doesn't work. Well, I want really your opinion. I like people. it. This is good for the show. Don't misread me, okay? Don't listen to okay, Jerry. Okay. He, he's got the right to disagree <laughs> with you. He's, he's like, you know, you must be a dog person. We don't have to lick your face, okay? We're going to disagree with you. You knew that before you came on this show. Maybe we should. Uh, maybe I should ask Phil's question. Maybe I should ask Guess. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Because you should be a cat person if you're going to like being here because we're not going to lick your face, okay? And we're not going to kiss your ass either. We're going to challenge what you say, okay? I was interested I hear in hearing about MRI. Don't be so sensitive. I'm not. Okay. I, I thought that was interesting. How would your tool uh, help someone avoid making 200 calls a day? I mean, like, what would it, you know, what would it do to, to, to keep me from having to make a ton it of calls? It sounds like it gives you one person to call a day, which is great. It sounds like that. A guaranteed guy that's going to love hearing from you. Uh, no matter of fact, why don't we even skip that and just give me the place that I placed the person and send the invoice? That's what I want. <laughs> I, I, I want that. Jerry's dream of that big placement button. The placement yeah. button. I need it. I want I Michael, G. Cox, Michael G. Cox, you were going to say something when Robert was talking about MRI, and we, we, we didn't give you a chance. Uh, do you want to say anything no, well, at this point? Two, two somethings. Number one, I, I tend to, again, just my opinion, I tend to steer clear of any questions in the interview process that I can't mention when I say, hey, it looks like you weren't selected for next steps. You know, let, imagine you say, hey, it looks like you weren't selected for this position because you're a dog person and we only <laughs> hire cat people. It's ridiculous, so steer clear of that crap. Just my own personal opinion. 
And then as far as the repetitions, when you're first starting out, I, I do feel that it gives an individual a, a baseline, although it is painful, uh, of experience in knowing what doesn't work because you've iterated you know, 100 times in the past couple of days, and now you're starting to get better. And, and to be able to walk into a position like this, and on day one you have, um, let's say, a tool that gives you somebody that is qualified and in need and is willing to work with you, but you've never done this before, you haven't done it 100 times a day for the past few months, you're going to screw this one up too. So you do need yeah. those repetitions. Well, I'd like to just add that there, look, listen, there is no magic bullet. 200 calls a day very, may very well work for somebody. 500 emails a day may very well work for somebody. No, everybody works at their own pace and needs their own tools and skills. I'm not saying any of them are right or wrong. For me, yep. I just think that our industry is going in the wrong direction, and our industry is relying on automation, which will eventually eliminate us, and that's bad. This yeah. is a this is a it's human gonna, it, interaction. That'll eliminate business. a lot of really terrible recruiters that don't do very much anyway. Well, we can only hope so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do an ad for Hire Tool before the show's over. But I can't bill them for this. It's too late in the show. Hi, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. You heard Robert Smith talking about his search tool, but the prime, the leading search tool in the market today is obviously Hire Tool. They pay me for this ad, but they don't really need it because everybody is shouting their praises on Facebook and everywhere else all day long, every day. They are really good at, uh, you just actually, you don't have to know any Booleans really. You go to their website, HireTool.com. You put your search in in normal, everyday English. They do the search for you across tons of databases, just like Robert was talking about. They return a ranked list. They guess what salary the people are earning. They guess who's ready to move. And uh, they also give you uh, personal and uh, professional email and phone numbers whenever they can. Okay, you can test that that function out by going to uh, hiretool.com and downloading their free Chrome extension. And uh, you know what? Uh, if you you like taking demos, their demo is a lot of fun and it's not a hard sell. Okay, so go check them out at hiretool. Dot com. Robert Smith, it's time to go, but, you know, uh, Jerry's uh, contact there might not have liked the show. I thought it was a good show. You're a fun guy. Well, thanks for And, me. you know, you were right. You were right that uh, you could talk about recruiting issues, not just your software, although you got to admit I gave you a, a very good uh, platform here to present your knowledge and talk about your product as well. Okay? So, yeah, you, I do truly appreciate you, you that, could, and I have survived to see another day. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you're you're welcome to come back to the show. Oh, there's another caller here who didn't even get on. But uh, anyway, Michael G. Cox, Kathy Manis, uh, who else was on? Phil from London. Phil Marks. Uh, always nice to hear from him. Does and he uh, our guest for today. Does he want yeah, we know Bill. <laughs> I, I don't know if he knows Bill Borman. Uh, I don't know. But I gotta go now. Hey, everybody. Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>